Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit promised in Joel 2.28, and we equip for the outpouring so that we may engage in the outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a special guest with us today, Pat McManus from the Kingdom Impact Center, and we are delighted to have him with us, and he's going to help us to understand how to let go of today so that you can enter into your tomorrow. We're so glad that you're with us today for this Global Outpouring podcast. And we're inviting you to go to our website to check out all the things that we have, to subscribe to our email letters, and and to keep informed of what we're doing. We have so many things to offer out there, and we want you to avail yourself of them. And we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. And we are, we're really happy to hear from you anytime that you have something to share with us. And if there's something that you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know what the subject is and we'll take it to the Holy Spirit and see what he gives us for you. Today we have with us Pat McManus of the Kingdom Impact Center. Where is that, Pat? Just 40 miles west of Chicago, literally straight west of Chicago, the last city. Um, And then from here, you go into the farm country, but we're the last city west of Chicago. We're the second largest city in the state of Illinois. Give you an idea of the the dynamics of who we are and what we are. Is that Aurora? Yeah, Aurora, Illinois. That's lovely. That's uh, that's kind of getting close to Phillips home turf. (laughs) So we're so glad to have you with us today, Pat. Thank you. It's a good it's a pleasure to be on with you guys for sure. Yes, we've been we've been praying together for months on the uh, two twenty two call at two twenty two in the afternoon uh, Eastern time. Clay Nash leads that call, and we've got uh, some tremendous prayer warriors that are on there with us. and And uh, we just got to meet you recently at a at a uh, tent meeting that Clay did. And so uh, when I saw that you were already out here on the Charisma Podcast Network, I said, hey, we need to do a podcast together. And what is the name of your podcast? It's called Breakthrough to Purpose. And and one of the things that I really want to help people to understand is that you can break out of your yesterday into your destiny for your tomorrow because God has a purpose for you to fulfill. Beautiful. <laughs> so it's it's really exciting to have you with us today. Um, you told us about uh, an, an angelic encounter that you had. Can you tell us what that was all about? Yeah, I, yeah, it was. It really blew me away, to be honest with you. When you wake up at two thirty in the morning and an angel is sitting there tapping you and, and speaking to you for almost two and a half hours. Wow. Uh, just speaking, awakening, reformation, awakening, reformation, and just kept on talking and talking. And I'm thinking. You know, I do need to get some sleep, need to get up and get ready for tomorrow. <laughs> and, and but the angel just literally kept on talking and talking and talking on awakening reformation. And so finally he stopped and I went to sleep and got up the next day and I began to start putting together the thoughts of what that looked like. And then from that, I bounced it off a few people that I'm related to and connections with. And they said, Pat, you need to write a book. And so what I did from that opportunity, I began to put together this the structures on 
what the angel was giving me insight in helping me to understand how to apply and then begin to start um, releasing a place where we can learn and grow to what God is trying to transition us for as we enter into our tomorrow. So it was really a life changing experience for me when you have an angel mess with you like that for the period of time that he did. And, and, but then um, helping you to understand that these are things that, you look back at your life and you think, God, what in the world are you doing? But when all of these things begin to happen, you begin to see that God is trying to help you to be able to move forward into a purpose and to fulfill your destiny. And he's looking for people that are willing to be and do to see things change. 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 Yes. Yes. We could use some change in this world. Use a lot of change in everything. (laughs) Even, you know, we look at government, we look at a lot of the things, but the reality of it is it has to start with the church first. And if we're willing to come into an aligned identity with the heart of the father, what would that look like? And how would that begin to see a transition or transformation begin to take place? And I think it's helping us to get out of a church mode to a, to a relational position and for the place of being able to implement the heart of the father and and then kind of go forward from there. Beautiful. Beautiful. So how did you feel when you were having this, uh, this uh, encounter with the angel? Um, let's put it this way. I probably was not scared, um, but felt honored, but humbled Yeah. without question. There was not a fear at anything. There was always, it was, it was just a, a humbling thing for me, but why me? Why is he talking to me? I've had other encounters with angels in the past and in years past where we needed some finances for our home and an angel stood in the doorway. The next day we we received $7,000. So I've had encounters (laughs) with angels in the past, but with this time was different because it was an assignment. It was something Mm -hmm. that was empowering. It was something that was challenging. Are you willing or are you you able are you you know wanting to do what god is literally trying to press for you to step into wow. yeah and and uh you know how did how did this change you did that did that transform your your life transform your ministry transform me personally without question because it brought me to a whole nother place of being yielded to the to the father and not not wanting to step outside of something of your own but you wanting to make sure you're doing things in the right way because you want to honor God for what he's doing in you. I'll start to cry pretty quick, but just being able to step into or have understanding of because of the value that he places upon people, the significance of what he looks at the individual that we sometimes don't even believe that we are valued enough to where we can fulfill a purpose that what we think is. So we settle and I believe, or we compromise or we, we only stay within the confines of comfort. And I really believe that these are times when you begin to have those kind of encounters, you say, okay, God, where do I go from here? And how do I step into a different place or how do I move forward? And what is it that you want me to do? And I think when you start doing those things, things, other stuff, God begins to reveal to you and helping you to understand that there's more to your life than what you think. There's, there's a greater value that he's placed upon you and there's a greater purpose for you to be able to fulfill. It's true. So moving from, the church into the kingdom really has to do more with dealing with the individual, doesn't it? Yes. Relational identity. Um, 
Talk about that. I think it comes to a place where we we think where we go to a lot of people go to church because this is where my mom and dad went. This is where I go to this because mom and dad did this or I go to here because of that or I go because my friends are there or whatever. I think it comes to a point where we have to be we have to understand that we are an individual, that we have a personal relationship, that each one of us has an identity with the father to where we can fulfill that, which he's speaking to us. And then we can begin to walk into the, according to the purpose of how he wants us to move. I use it this way. The seven, the, the seven people that were chosen to wait on tables that were in the book of Acts, Stephen was the first martyr. He wasn't an apostle. And Philip was the first one that began to move with a, with a whole different dimension of his life. The apostles weren't doing that. It was a guy that waited on table. So each one of us has a clear understanding of the significance within each of us to be able to fulfill the purpose of what God says for for us to do. It's true. It's really all about uh, all of us. Right. You know, I've been saying for years that as the Holy Spirit is poured out, it's going to be all hands on deck. Right. And uh, were you a Navy guy? Air Force. Air Force. Oh, okay. I've... Uh, I remembered that you were in the that you were in the military, but when when in the Navy, when uh, there's an announcement to be made or that there's something that's going on, they make an announcement that's all hands on deck. Every right. single person gets out there. You've got a job. We've got a job to do together, and it's going to require everybody. Right. Yeah. Same thing in the Air Force did the same thing. We'd get a siren go off at two o'clock in the morning. You grabbed your bags, went to the hangar and asked, where, where are we going? And and yeah. everybody showed up because you knew that you were on assignment. There was something for you specific. And and so you entered into and you, uh, to be honest with you, I was excited when that happened because I was ready to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you, I remember our, our vice president, he was a lieutenant colonel. And, in the uh, Air Force. In the Air Force. And when uh, we have an intercom system in our place, because you have buildings and all that, and you would hear him come on, now hear this, now hear this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it brings you to attention, you know, oh, the colonel yeah. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what God is saying in these days. Now, right. now hear, hear this. this. Yes. Right. Wake up. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, an awakening reformation. Yeah. Talk to us some more about this awakening. I really believe it's coming into a place of the, when you learn to understand whose you are, you can function in who you are. And so when that begins to apply, because now you look at your identity through the relational place with the father, which is intimacy, which is bringing us to a place. If I can say it this way, oneness with father. Mm -hmm. So Jesus said, make them one as we are one. He never, and I'll look at it this way. He didn't talk so much about unity. He talked about being one. So when Mm -hmm. we learn to understand being one with him, you are so much wanting to honor value and, and truly um, walk fully in what he's, he's releasing within you that would bring change around you. If we're, if we're looking at unity, sometimes that can get distorted to conformity. And so That's God's right. not looking for conformity. He's looking for those that are willing to let it all down. It's like letting all your hair out and just say, okay, God, what is it that you want to do and begin to move? So I look at it this way. If all of a sudden Holy Spirit showed up and everybody got to look like a mess, what would we do with it? <laughs> you know, um, some people's wigs would fall off, their makeup would run, they would be all a mess. And and uh, guys that think they need to be all prim and proper would be undone. And and But all of a sudden, power of Holy Spirit would change and challenge the people to say, Father, is it this? And we would be willing because of the encounter. And I believe when God brings us to that place of oneness, the encounter happens and we begin to honor what we've experienced to be able to pursue the purpose of what he's releasing within wow. and, and then do 
what God is saying. I need you to go here. I need you to go there. I need you to step over this way. I need you to go there. And we would be more than happy to, because we'll see the fulfillment of what God said. These signs will follow those that believe. And I think we're coming to that point where we'll begin to see the fulfillment of what that looks like to change a culture and to bring an impact into the environment that God wants us to be because they're looking at where's the church? What does it look like? How does it walk? And, and, and I really believe God is looking for us to say, we always say, father, will you do this? And he's waiting on us to step in. Mm-hmm. So if we're willing to step out of the box, a cultural dimension, what church looks like to a kingdom understanding of, uh, of application, we'll see the purpose of what God wants to see done and see an impact begin to change in every culture. I can give you a story. When I worked for ComEd, um, uh, there there was the, uh, the the substation or the generating station what, what, was around. What is ComEd? ComEd is electrical company for Illinois, northern part okay. of Illinois. And and um, in part of there was a, a strike that was happening in the generating plants, and um, um, but the guys that worked for me, some of they had to go into the switchyards in these generating plants for the power stuff. And my boss came to me and said, Pat, I need you to send these guys in. If they don't want to do it, they got to send them home. And I asked him, I said, if you'll give me, if you'll let me handle this according to, I'll, I'll fulfill what you're asking, but let me do it in a strategy where I'll still educate, impart, and, and bring value to the people that work for me, but I will send them home and do some stuff. And he says, as long as you send them home, I don't care how you do it. So uh, he gave, I went home and prayed and God gave me a strategy to use for the guys. I went to the guys and said, this is what I'm going to do. I need you to be a part of this because I want to make sure that you're valued. I want you to make sure you're honored because I want you to do the work that I've asked you to do. And so I went to my boss and showed him the plan. He says, as long as you have people going home, I don't care. So I implemented the strategy. I still had the guys working for me, giving me 110%. The boss got his, what he wanted. The people were being sent home and everybody was happy. When, when you, <laughs> when you get the strategies that God wants, then you're able to empower and impact people that are around you. That's true. Yeah. Because changing culture is really all about changing the people right. on the inside. Because right. it, it doesn't do any good to just change laws and force them to do things. Right. It, the, the, who was it? De Tocqueville was, was the one that I'm sure I didn't pronounce his name correctly, but the, the Frenchman that came to find out what is it about this um, new United States country that is so unique. Right. And he, he, he looked at things from every direction and then he went to church and he heard from the pulpit how to live and he, he came back with the conclusion that it's the fact that America is good that makes America great. The right. people are are living in a good with a good mindset. Right. And it's it's the changing of your mindset. It's the changing mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't do any good really just to change the culture into a Christian culture. You've got to change the person into a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, where they value the people that are around you with the skill set and, and opportunities is what they have. Because each one of us are different. We just need to value each other for who you are. And we all need each other. Right. right. Everybody sees things just a little bit differently. Everybody's perspective is a little bit different um, you're, because everybody's eyes are in a little bit different position right. from everybody else. We right. have to have each other. We have to have each other's voices. You're a product of your environment, right? That's what they say. Yeah. So you're how you were raised a little bit different than how I was raised or how, how Phil was raised a little different than how I was raised. But the reality of it is the outcome should produce the same results. You're just going to come at it from a different direction Mm -hmm. because of how you've been 
shaped in, into a, a, a foundational thing for change. So then from that, church begins to change you to be where you reflect the values that God has compared to the values of what you've been raised in, in a different, right. if that makes sense. So. It does, because you don't know, uh, a lot of people have been raised with uh, an absentee father right. or or an, uh, an abusive parents or, or something like that, that, that that has to be transformed by our Father God. Right. Everything in life, we come in from change. Nobody likes change. It's that cuss word in church, that change. <laughs> <laughs> so, because everybody wants to stay comfortable. And, and mm-hmm. I've been telling our people, God's going to make you comfortably uncomfortable. Good. Mm-hmm. And because when you when you come out of yourself, it comes out of your comfort zone to be comfortable in him. Can you imagine? Let me do it this way. When Peter walked on water, how how come the rest of them that were in the boat didn't follow? Mm -hmm. Mm, One, they didn't hear or they didn't understand or they were still looking at their comfort zone or they were still applying the principles of what they had from the yesterday. Peter stepped into what the word in the pat in the passion translation, Peter says to Jesus, if that you bid me come join you, Jesus says, come join me. He used his words to get him to where he wanted him to be. Mm, good word. So when, when we look at the, the content of what God is doing, he will use what we say in a reference to relational identity to bring us to a place of our purpose. Beautiful. It's kind of like it can snare us by the words of our mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's really you. all about our mouth. Well, uh-huh. challenge you in what you say. Do you believe in what you say? Right. Uh, I have a friend of mine in Hawaii in Maui, and I told him one day, I said, Rocky, do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and goes, oh, I got to think about that. Because we believe, we say we believe, but do we believe? Yeah, it's true. And, and it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So right. lots of things that we say... Uh, we're seeing out of the things that we're mulling over right. and meditating on. And sometimes those aren't necessarily the word of God. Exactly. Or have we really heard what God has said to be able to think through a process or to pray through a process or spend time listening, just like the angelic visitation. Are, are you willing to listen to what was being said? And then you dialogue into that to be able to uh, understand what God is saying to be able to put things in place for your, for your life, or maybe to help somebody else so they can connect to a truth so they can have purpose for tomorrow. My whole thing is about helping people understand purpose to walk in destiny. Beautiful. Mm, Beautiful. So tell us about your experience in your work when you were, uh, when you were promoted into training. When I got into the training department, I didn't realize the level that I was going to be brought into and it happened because I had a relational, I had a relationship with one of the bosses and he talked to this other lady and said, if you need somebody to come in get Pat and he'll come over and help. And so when I went in there, actually, I, I went to my boss one day and I talked to her about her husband, about her job and about finances in her home and different things. And I actually demonstrated what her husband did at the kitchen table and break during breakfast. And then, and so she called me on the way home, which she never does, and and said, "I want you in my office tomorrow." And I thought I was going to get fired, but um, <laughs> um, I walked into her office with two cups of coffee, like peace offerings, and, and so her and I could sit down and talk. She said, "Close the door. I want to talk to you." She said, "How do you know about my husband? How did you know about my job? And how did you know about my finances?" And and I said, "All I know is that there's a relational piece between your husband that there's been a disconnect, and God's going to connect it." 
I said, don't worry about the, the about your job. You're going to be promoted. There's some things could begin to happen. I said, God, take care of the finances. Three days later, she got a promotion where she was in charge of the training department between Philadelphia and Illinois. And her, she told her husband from this day forward, you and I are going to do it. And, and then all of a sudden financial things began to come undone from that. She said, you have access to anybody in this department. You can pray for them anytime you want. You can do whatever you need to do. She <laughs> said, you can do all the stuff from there. I had access to the vice president of company and, and implementing strategies in the training department, which they're still doing today. And I've been gone almost 18 years. So oh. God opened doors for me to put some things in place about helping to apply a principle and from that, I got connections to where we were doing training from Illinois to Tennessee on, on, on training different companies on work safety stuff in, in within their electrical grids in their corporations to help people understand what needed to be done to protect wow. the employees. So a lot of that stuff was really pretty significant for me. So you know, that it, it's just like being ready, you know, to, to hear the voice of God and implementing right when he said and then what came out of that? Right. Yeah. Wow. God was using you no yeah. matter where you were. Were you, were you pastoring already by then? Yeah. I was pastoring in church. I was doing all this. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. But uh, pastoring in church, working for Carmen, I was pastoring full-time, working there full-time. And I, at some point, was actually going to school full-time to finish my master's degree. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't someone speak to you about something when you came into this training position that it would help you with your with your church? Yeah, that was my boss in the, that was in the training department. She said it will help us to implement the strategies in our church to help put together the structure about how to train and equip people for their tomorrow. And that's the whole foundation we do today. We, we teach on helping unlock your passion. So if people do the gift classes, that uh, diff different gift things, the disc profile and all that, what we do is we teach the passion, helping to unlock passion. What is your passion, which should truly connect you to the Father? And then from that, you begin to start filling your purpose. So we don't use the disc, you know, like the, I know a lot of people understand that part, but if people really understood what their passion is, they have more of a motivation and drive to be able to fulfill it. And wow. if there's no passion, there's no purpose. So you, when you begin to unlock passion, it gives people excited about the destiny. And then from that, we teach the father's heart connecting into understanding the father's heart, being able to fulfill that. We teach the prophetic, we teach all kinds of stuff here, but it really helps unlock people to understand the gifting that they have internally so they can use it for God's glory externally and begin to bring an influence in the, into the society that they, that they walk in. That's beautiful. Yeah. So give us something that we can do today that will help us to unlock our passion. I would say this. I would, I would say, what are you willing to spend time with? In other words, you have to be willing to let go and do it. Maybe do like an evaluation of yourself. Um, we, one of the things that the lady actually here does is she teaches people how to get quiet before the Lord and, but then begin to write ideas, strategy, thoughts that you, that begin to come and, and helping you to recognize the giftings that God has enabled you with, and then begin to start seeing how does this apply and what can I use this for? And I'll give you a, for instance, there's a lady here that, that loves to paint. We have paintings all over this building from people that have painted stuff. And so we asked her, what do you want to do? She said, I'd really like to help people to pull out from them the giftings of what God has given them. So they're going to start doing a painting class. And, and so it will help people to recognize whatever giftings they might have. Well, they, I can't paint where to hoop, but the, these other ones can. 
And by what's going on, we can begin to start helping to unlock a gifting within them so they can be so they can use it for the glory of God or to be an influence in other areas where you can partner with. For instance, if somebody's learning, trying to help them with a painting thing, what is inside of them that comes out in their paintings? And the giftings that whether they're trying to draw something on a relational pace to a father or trying to draw an animal or trying to flowers or scenery or something, but it helps them to recognize something internally where God is gifting them in or he's bringing healing in or he's bringing a breakthrough for. And so we try to help educate that way to give people an opportunities to where they find the fulfillment or the purpose that unlocks within them. So passion helps when you people can recognize a passion, they can understand their purpose. And then they begin to walk in their destiny. And that brings joy to their heart. It brings a greater peace within, and it gives them opportunities for focus for tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Focusing for tomorrow. Yeah. What do you have to do with today in order to get to tomorrow? <laughs> be willing to spend Penn's time with God to be able to <laughs> see. You got to turn things off. You got to be willing to get quiet. You got to be willing to spend the time. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to be open. A lot of us think we know it all or we have the thoughts or we have a clear, we have a process or we have a plan. And a lot of times our plans are our plans. They're not God's plans. But if we're willing to spend time long enough, God will begin to speak to you and give you that uh, opportunities for movement or give you the subtle clarity of opportunities for tomorrow. But you have to be willing to turn things off to get there. You have to be willing to spend the time, whether it's through worship, reading a book or um, reading the Bible or just spending time in prayer, spending quiet time, just sitting, listening, waiting. A lot of people don't like to do any of that because we're, we're such a fast paced society. Yeah. But if we're willing to spend the time long enough, if we're just rest in long enough, who knows what will happen? Let me give you a perfect illustration. I mean, I pray a lot here at the building, but one Saturday afternoon, I came back in here at the building at three 30 in the afternoon and I smelt the fragrance in this room and, mm-hmm. and the building I'm thinking where, and I, we have air fresheners stuck throughout the building. I'm saying that ain't one of these. <laughs> and so something was going on. So I, I went and just sat in the build, sat in the main room out there and just sat down. So father, what do you want? What do you want to show me? What do you want to tell me? And all he said was this, I just wanted you to come and sit with me. Oh, wow. I just sat there. And I just almost wow. started crying because I just sat there. Cause all he said, I just wanted you to come and sit with me. Mm. Okay. So I just sat there. I just sat there and I started to get up and he said, where are you going? <laughs> But it's a point to where I don't think we're willing because we have never encountered. So therefore, we're not willing for the experience. And I think most of us need to be willing for the experience so that we can have the encounter. Yeah. Wow. Oh, That's yeah. a mouthful. So you've got to let go of something in gotta, order to get something. You got to let go of you. You got to let go of you. Mm-hmm. Because what, wow. what is you without him? Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have him, you have nothing. So you without him is nothing, but you with him is everything. And so the relational place, that's where that goes back to the intimacy with the father, that relational place of intimacy. When you have that, you never want to let it go. And Mm -hmm. so that leads you to all these opportunities to begin to start seeing the fulfillment of what God wants to do through you. It helps unlock your tomorrow. And it, and then it gives you your understanding because once you have that, then you, then you begin to have a motivation 
to be able to see that continue to build. And then you go forward from there. So what to start with, you have to be willing to rest, trust, and be secure and to be able to fulfill. So you, first off, you got to rest in God, trust him and, and knowing that he wants to do something for you for your tomorrow, because he, he'll never leave you the same. He always wants to see you more than what you are. Mm, that sounds like Psalm 37. Yeah. Letting go of all the frets of things that you see around you with you know, evildoers doing all of their things. Don't fret. Don't, Don't fret. fret. Rest in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he'll bring it to pass. He's the, the one. Yeah. He, he's, got, he's got plans that are bigger than our plans for sure. Right. The desires of his heart are greater than ours. I think we limit ourselves because of who we are or we measure ourselves to others. Like the word says, don't measure yourself to other people. We measure ourselves based upon their encounter, not our own. Right. And then we desire their encounter instead of pressing for our own. Who's to say what our own could be beyond theirs, where then they would want what we have. So you have to begin to be willing to press to your place of relational position with the father. Very true. Very true. So even, you know, we talk about letting go of the past. Right. But I think you're even talking about letting go of today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because today is today. Tomorrow's a whole nother day. What does tomorrow look like? And your today brings you to your tomorrow. So when you step into that place of identity with the Father, He leads you in every step you take. So no matter what it is, you just enjoy the time. I look at it this way: you enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. I love to fly. I'm a pilot. Love to fly. Mm-hmm. But um, to be able to, and it's it's like one of these thrill things. I just love flying. I don't like the rock and roll bouncy stuff, but I love flying. <laughs> but, <clears throat> so when you, when, but you, you want to go again, you want to go fly again, or you want to go do true. it again, or, or you, you, you go to a different place, to different parts of the world. You, you enjoy going there. You want to go again. Why? The encounter, the experience and the, and the relational place that you've built. Why not use the same thing for the heart of the father? Because you've encountered him. You have a relational place with him. And you want to know his heart even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So in order for you to put your hands on tomorrow, you've got to empty your hands of today. Yes. Yeah, you've got to empty your hands of the past. Right. That's that's nothing but a hindrance, good or bad. But today, even today. So at the before the end of the day, you know, I, I love the fact that God starts the day at sundown. Mm-hmm. From Genesis 1, he said the the evening and the morning were the first day. So when you come to the end of your day and you've done all the stuff that you're going to do for the day, it's time to let go and start tomorrow. It's like in the the book of Hebrews, today, if you will hear his voice, Mm -hmm. today, you know. Yeah, but but it has to do with, with, okay, as the sun goes down Uh or, you know, we might think in terms of clocking out for the day, you walk (laughs) away from work. Uh-huh. And you go home and you, what you're doing is you're starting a new day and your day really starts with rest. Right. Your day starts with walking away from what you've done and you're moving into the, into the future. You're moving into rest. You're moving into, you know, relationship with your family as you come home from work, if that's what you do. Uh, and, and you, and you let go of the stuff that you did today <laughs> so yeah. that you get ready for tomorrow. So that brings you to a question. What is the thought on your in your head when you put your head on the bed? Ooh. Mm. Do, yeah. you, do you ponder 
your today or do you say, Father, thank you for today. Help me to under be prepared for our tomorrow. Do you do you in those those places of when do you have dreams? It's in the middle of the night, but God begins to speak to you when you have just different things that he's helping you understand. Just what you just said, you're entering into your tomorrow by what you've by laying the, or that place of today where you wait on the father to give you clarity for your tomorrow through in whether through dreams, visions or whatever goes on. So my question is, do you pray before you go to bed? Do you pray for before you go to sleep? Do you do you say, Father, I'm, you know, help me to understand. Thank you for today. What's my tomorrow like? I've learned to understand. Father, help me to sleep because <laughs> there's times you only get two or three, four hours of sleep and he's waking you up because he's talking to you. So there's a point to where help me to prepare myself for what you want to show me for my tomorrow. Wow, so I can be ready. It's beautiful. It's true. And he gives you supernatural strength. Right. You know, there's a there's a there's a thing about sleep and there's another thing about rest. Right. You can you can have a fitful sleep with no rest. Right. Or you can have a little sleep with the rest that comes from the presence of the Lord because you're resting in him. He gives his beloved sleep, but it's a different kind of sleep than a sleep that's fitful because you're worrying when you lay your head on the pill on the pillow. Right. Exactly. Well, where's the, the rest gives you the strength for tomorrow. So if you're, if you're resting in him, you have your strength for tomorrow. I'm amazed that uh, when you read about Paul and, and Peter and Jesus, what did he do when he was up on the mountain praying? You know, did he sleep up there? Did he just pray up there? You know, mm-hmm. did he, yeah. I mean, you think about this for a minute. What did he do? Because I look at it this way. What did he do around the campfires? Because you got to remember these guys are 18, 19, 20 year old guys. Did he mess with them? Did he have fun? What was it like? But all these things came from his place with the father as he rested in the mountains. Mm -hmm. We have no idea other than he spent time with God Mm -hmm. and he got his instructions, directions, insight for tomorrow because he said this, I only do what I hear and see the father Mm do. Is that what we do? Right. That's the challenge. And, And that's something that we can begin to implement today. Yes. And as we let go of today is a training, it's an equipping for tomorrow. Right. Right. We've learned something, you know, even if we goofed up, we've (laughs) learned something. And one of the marks of maturity is how quickly you get up when you've stumbled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not going to be harangued by this. I'm not going to be slimed by this. I'm not going to be shamed by this. I'm going to move on. Okay. I've learned not to do that. Let's move on. And, and, and this is where we can have a, a better tomorrow by letting go of today and, and learning from whatever it was that happened today and learning from whatever we did yesterday so that whether it's good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. right, we're, right. We're, we're moving into the tomorrow of our purpose, the tomorrow of our, of our destiny. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but doesn't awesome. it say in the word, a righteous man may fall seven times when he gets up? Yes. So it's a matter of, are you willing to get up? Hmm. And keep and getting keep up. Yeah, yeah, keep getting up. Yeah. Keep getting up and keep going and keep going and keep going. Well, Pat, it's been a delight to have you with us today. Um, we want to encourage people to go to your website, kicministries.org, and and buy your book, Awakening Reformation. It, do you have a, a store on your on your website or do they have to email you? No, there's a store on a website they can do. They can buy both the Kingdom Influences Sonship as well as Awakening Reformation uh, through the bookstore. Okay. That's on our website. 
So Kingdom Influence Through Sonship is your, also a book that you've written. Yes. And and what is the name of your podcast? It's called Breakthrough to Purpose. And, and one of the things that I really want to help people to understand is that you can break out of your yesterday into your destiny for your tomorrow because God has a purpose for you to fulfill. Right. So, and and you you really want to empower the next generation. The, empower the next generations to see the kingdom of God advance across their land. I believe that they're, they're, we're coming into such a move of God where the old and the young are going to walk together and see the fulfillment of God's plan begin to be released in our land. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, would you just pray for, for the listeners today? Sure. Be more than happy to. Father, we thank you for the opportunities that we have to be able to see the fulfillment of your word come to pass. I ask, Father, that each one begin to grasp the reality of what they need to do to be able to see you in power, you in part, and you impact their life. And that, Father, as we recognize the fulfillment of your word being stirred and activated within, we'll begin to walk fully into the understanding of your purpose and your plan. And that, Father, we'll be able to see the fulfillment of what you want to do in us and through us. So, Father, I ask, Holy Spirit, ignite within them a fresh desire and a passion to pursue the fulfillment, to be able to be that which you've called them to be. We thank you, Father, for the fulfillment of your word, the understanding of your heart, and the revelation of your hand. Father, we declare breakthrough. We declare igniting of hearts and lives and unlocking, Father, for them to fulfill that which you want to do within. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Pat. We bless you and we bless your ministry and look forward to the next time that we pray together. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Here, guys, have a great day. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.